Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors here at Horizon Church. Um, it is so good to see all of you here this morning. Has anyone heard the word should or thought about what all you should be doing in the last week or so? Anybody here? Yes, it is the time of year for shoulds, right? Should I get this person a present for Christmas? Should I go to this holiday gathering? Where should we spend Christmas? Who should I spend this holiday season with? All right, maybe only the Hallmark Channel is asking that question over and over and over again. Um, but your life is filled with all of these shoulds, right? Let's be honest. We're about two weeks from a brand new year starting where the shoulds are just going to keep on coming, right? We should eat better. We should um, drink less alcohol. We should start to exercise more. We should actually step into this new career we promised ourselves we were going to do for years and years and years. Your life is full of shoulds, right? But here's the deal. When we're living our life out of all of these shoulds, we wind up being empty and exhausted and tired. Some of you have lived so many shoulds this morning that you don't even hardly know what you're doing. Should, should, should. And you're thinking about all the shoulds you should do in the next couple weeks. Should, should, should. Here's the deal. Should is about pleasing other people. It's about what other people tell us we should be doing. We spend our lives thinking about all these shoulds because we want to impress other people, our boss, our families, our friends, the people around us, people who want to leave us alone. We wind up living in this should, and it's exhausting and tiring, and we're over it. There's a different word. There's a different word we can start living in. It's called must. Because must is different than should. Must is about this thing deep down inside of us where our passion, our calling lives. In fact, when we're living out our must, people see us joyful, even in the midst of hard things, and we can't even explain it. All we can say is we knew we must do this. Anybody here ever had that must moment in your life where you stepped into something because you knew you must, even when it made no sense? This morning, if you're here exhausted by the shoulds of your life, God is ready to give you the best must ever. And it is going to unlock hope and peace and joy and love in your life like nothing else will. Because in a world that for thousands of years had said, God, you should come to us as a king dressed up in a fancy uniform, wielding your sword and taking care of everything around us. God says, I must show people a different way. And he sent us a baby named Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. In a world that said, God, you should do things this way. You should only live in the temple and you should only, your good news should only come through people who are priests and religious elites. God said, I must, I must do something new. In a world where people were saying, God, you should destroy what's on the world right now. God said, we must build something new. 
and 2,000 years later, people sitting in these seats this morning have said, I should, I should, I should. God, you should, you should, you should. And God says there's a must. And when we must do the things God has sent Jesus here for us to do, it will unlock joy and peace and hope and love like you have never experienced before. I wrote this sermon on Tuesday in an airport. I was headed to Dallas, Texas to meet with a group of pastors who have been studying about generosity in churches for a really long time. How does people being generous unlock things in the kingdom of God? How does that happen? And they asked Chris and I to be there at the table because you all are incredibly generous and they want to know our secrets. We're like, we don't have any. God asked us to move to Tampa and we said we must start this new church and we must make Jesus compelling to a generation of people who aren't really sure the, the church is compelling anymore. That's all we've known is a world of musts. And at that meeting, a pastor stood up. He'd been a Baptist pastor for 43 years. And he stood up to announce that he was retiring as a pastor. I've already written this message. I've studied what I'm going to share with you all. And I'm not kidding y'all. In this room of 40 people, he stood up. And he said, my whole life people told me what I should do when I retire. I should take some trips that I've, I've always wanted to take. I should spend time just doing things I want to do. I should spend extra time drinking coffee in the morning. That's what I should do in retirement. And I was like, buddy, if you've been a pastor for 43 years, you should do all of those things. I was thinking that in my head. And he finished up with this sentence. He said, I'm not going to do those things. Because I spent 43 years doing what God said I must do through Jesus. And so I'm going to go get certified to rock babies in the NICU. Because their parents live three or four hours away. And we know the importance of human touch for babies who want to heal. And I busted into tears because there was one of those people who went and got certified to rock babies in the NICU that held my son for the 48 hours before we could get to him when we adopted him. Because he must do the things Jesus asked him to do. He said, I must get to work helping refugees, people who are fleeing their countries to come here to experience religious and, and political freedom after they spent all this time in oppression. I must help refugees and immigrants. That's what I must do. I must help my daughter with my grandchildren because I don't want them spending time in daycare. I want them to know their granddaddy. That's what I must do. And Chris and I are like boo-hooing. And I was like, I want to be Dale McConnell when I grow up. I want to I live a life of musts. Because he knew something after living 43 years of musts. He knew what unlocked peace and love and joy and hope. And it is following the must that Jesus has laid out in front of us. In a world that tells you, you should, you should, you should. God invites us to cling tightly to a must through Jesus Christ that will change everything in your entire life. That's our story from the very beginning of Jesus coming to us. The government told Mary and Joseph, the mom and dad of Jesus, they were engaged, they weren't even married yet. 
The government told them, you know what, you've got to leave your town of Nazarene. You've got to, you've got to travel to Bethlehem because in Bethlehem we're going to count you. That's what you should do. You should come to this city so that we can count you, so that we know how to tax you. We want to make sure you're doing all the things that you should be doing. So they did what they should do. They made a journey from their hometown of Nazareth to Bethlehem. They're filled, they're, they're in a city of crowded, busy, chaotic streets. A city where the economy has gone crazy and supply chains aren't working out and the religious people can't figure out why a bunch of people aren't showing up in the temple every single Sunday. Things are crazy, absolutely bonkers on the streets of Bethlehem. And then there's this group of people saying it's the most wonderful time of the year. The government's asked us to come be counted. Everything should be great, right? And Mary's like, uh, hold on. Joseph, you got to find me a place. I'm about to have this baby. And he's like, there's no room. There's no room for us to have this baby. There's not a single empty room, and no one will let us have one. And they finally talk an innkeeper into letting them go to a barn out back behind the hotel. Because in a world where we should have made room for Jesus, we didn't cling tightly enough to the must, and we sent him out back. We sent him out back. Mary gave birth to Jesus in a barn, a stinky barn with a bunch of animals around her. She didn't even have a crib to lay her baby in. She wrapped him in the only cloth she could find in the stable, and she laid him in a manger. And there was a moment where she held this baby wrapped in dirty cloths in the middle of a barn, And she looked at this beautiful baby and she said, what a beautiful name it is. Jesus, the Savior of the world, has come to us not in a king uniform wielding a sword ready to take care of everything and everybody, but as a baby with a promise to build a whole new world. This must be the best news the world's ever gotten. For a moment, only her And Joseph knew this secret. Only she and Joseph knew that God said there must be a new day. There must be a new promise. Mary and Joseph and some animals were the only people who knew the greatest news in the whole world. And God had this moment. I think so often we think of God upstairs like, operating us like we're puppets, just controlling every little thing. But God wasn't like that. God had this moment where he could see the whole world, and he sees Mary holding Jesus, saying, what a beautiful name this is. What a beautiful baby this is, a baby that's going to save the whole world. Emmanuel, God, you are with us. You said you must come near to us, and I'm holding baby Jesus right now. God could see that. And he looks over here at these religious elite people stuck in their temples saying, God, you should come to earth and you should do exactly what we say. And you should do it right now. And God says, maybe I should tell them first about this savior of the world, about myself coming into the world to be near to them. Maybe those are the first people I should tell. And he looks 
at these business people scared to death about the economy. He, he, he sees these tax collectors down on their knees praying, God, if you would just save the world through our business like you should do, everything would be fine. People would be just fine. He's like, I, I could tell those business people who think the only way for the world to be saved is, is through their business. But there's a new way. I, I could tell them first. He looks at, at a group of people who are, are in town and have taken up every room and pushed his own son, the son of God, out into the back of a stable. And he's like, I could tell them, you should have made room. You should have made room for Jesus. And then he looks at these people who've been pushed absolutely to the outskirts of town. They're called shepherds who'd spent their whole lives trying to fit in, trying to get good grades in school, trying to get the right job, trying to do the right thing, never, ever trying to do anything wrong. And the world kept saying, we don't have room for you. We don't have room for you. They're like, we must live life a little differently. We want to be connected to the world and to the sheep and to the business and to God. And we want, maybe we, we should just spend our time sleeping out under the stars. But we must do something different than all that hustle and bustle in the town. And God says, you know what? I could tell all these other people, but I must tell the people who've been pushed out to the outskirts of town. I must tell them the good news of Jesus first. You know what that tells those of us in these seats? That God has a powerful must for you. If you are exhausted from the shoulds of your life, God has a powerful, powerful must for you. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Your must might be terrifying. It was for the shepherds. But the angel said to them, God's voice says this to a bunch of people who are terrified of the must, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. There is hope for everyone today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, to you, and 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 you. He is the Messiah, the promised one, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, we must not keep this good news to ourselves. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. The word about the Savior of the Lord coming wasn't through the mouths of angels. 
to the religious elite or to the business elite or to the people who were just doing everything the government said they should do. It came from the mouths of shepherds. You must hear this good news, they say. They hurried off. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. This must be true, they said. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. We can learn about how to unlock the musts in our lives from the shepherds. To unlock the musts, we first must identify the shoulds. That's why those shepherds were out in the field. We should do all of these things and we're not fitting in, so we must go to a new place to see if we can find God and good news and peace there. Identify the shoulds. Some of you are off work. Some of you are on a break from school. And you will spend every single second chalking your day full of things to do. What does it look like every morning this week? You get up. Set your timer for five minutes before you check your email or Facebook or your text messages. Set your timer for five minutes as soon as you get up and say, God, what is the shoulds in my life and what are the musts you have for me? Spend five minutes. Five minutes identifying the shoulds in your life. If you want to unlock the must, you're going to have to identify the shoulds. What are they in your life? For me, it's I should do what everybody says. I should be the perfect wife and the perfect mother and the perfect daughter-in-law and the perfect daughter. It's Christmas. You should do everything you're supposed to do. But there's a baby that was born in Bethlehem for all of us who saved the world. I must spend my time telling the world about this Jesus who brings peace and hope to everyone. Identify your shoulds and ask God to make the must really clear. The second thing, if you want to unlock the must in your life, is find peace in Jesus. If every single second of your day is busy about living into shoulds, you're exhausted and burnt out. You're the opposite of those candles. You can do it for a while, but you're going to give out. And the good news of Jesus is a light in the darkness. God is ready to rekindle your flame with the must. Those desires and passions so intertwined in you that you have to do them. Let God unlock that must in your life. And it's found in peace. And it doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean it's like eating marshmallow pie that tastes good and heavenly. That's not what it looks like. But it is a peace even in the midst of doing the hard things. Because a must comes with peace and good news of joy to all the people. Your must is going to be about peace for you and your life and the people around you. Find what it is that gives you peace through Jesus Christ. And the third thing is share it with others. Share your must with other people. Tell somebody else. Tell somebody else. And in our church this last two weeks, I've seen people grab a hold to a must like I've never seen before. Julie works at a CPA, an accounting firm in St. Pete, and they said, we probably should do something nice for the holidays. And she said, you must see what my church is doing at the Gandy Civic Association. 
We have a free grocery store every Thursday night for people who don't know where their next meal is coming from. We must go spruce that place up. And they bought gravel, and they repaired a fence, and they washed the outside so that people in this community must know the best news ever, that they are worthy to walk into a clean and shiny grocery store to get their free groceries. Because we must tell the world. 42 people in an accounting firm spruced up a free grocery store in South Tampa. And it unlocked peace and joy and love for all. Because God's hope is for everyone. A lawyer in our church, they said, we should raise some money and do some stuff. And she said, you must raise money for this free grocery store. Some weeks we are able to get milk and, and eggs, necessities that these family needs. But some weeks we're, we're not able to get them and we need money to buy it. And they raised over $5,000, over $5,000 to make sure that this grocery store has eggs and milk like they need it to. 17 people showed up to volunteer at Shermonte Elementary School as mentors, lunch buddy mentors. One, two Fridays ago, not like two days ago, but like nine days ago, they showed up at Shermonte Elementary School. 17 of them, 17 of us showed up. We were matched with students. This week, we're up to 30 because they said we must tell our friends. Tito went and told five people, you must sign up for this. It is about hope for everyone, and it is changing my life. I feel peace and hope and joy and love in a way I've never felt it before, and it only takes 30 minutes once a week. You must sign up to be a Lunch Buddy volunteer. We have 30 people signed up to start being Lunch Buddy volunteers at Sheremonte Elementary School starting in January because we must tell kids who for two years have lived crazy lives, we must tell them that they are worthy and God has a special purpose for them. We must tell them there is somebody who loves them and supports them. We must. We must. In the coming year, Horizon Church, we're going to have to ask ourselves some questions. What should we do or what must we do? What must a church who God has asked to shine light and ignite change, what must we do? And we need to be sharing. We need to tell people about the magic that happens here on Sunday mornings. We need to be telling other people about the magic that happens at a free grocery store at an elementary school that we partnered with, in our small groups, we should be telling people about that. But we must share this good news of what God is doing in this church with others. We must. At Christmas Eve, during Christmas Eve, we're going to get a, a chance to do this. We must do the things God came to this world to do. You must invite somebody. Think right now who it is that needs to hear about the hope and peace and love and joy of, of Christmas and who you're going to invite to come and experience this with you. And then every single cent of money that we collect on that night must be given to the world because that's what God did when he gave us Jesus. One third of the money is going to be spent at, at a brand new program that we're developing at the Sheremonte Elementary School called New Horizons program. It's for kids who've experienced social and emotional trauma. How do we meet their needs so that they can grow in their purpose through education? One-third is going to be used at the Gamby Civic Center to, to fill up those weeks where we don't get enough free food in there, where we can pay for the milk and the eggs. And one-third is going to be used because God is 
calling us to put our stake in the ground here in Tampa. And we're going to use one-third of the money because we must begin to think about a place that's going to serve as a hub for helping other people learn about God's purpose for them and their lives in the world. South Tampa needs Horizon Church. And Horizon Church needs South Tampa to know about the Jesus who must, who must change our lives in this community. What is the must that you must start to live into through Jesus Christ? Put the shoulds down and follow the must that God has for you. Will you pray with me? God, this morning in these seats, sit, sit people who've heard way too many shoulds this week, whose voice and mind have told them shoulds over and over again, they have a pastor who listens to shoulds too. And God, this morning we ask you to forgive us for all the things we thought we should do. And we ask you to free us up for the must you have for our lives as we follow Jesus who has and is coming in our lives. Give us courage. Give us courage to let go of the shoulds and give us strength to live into the musts that you have for us. Amen.